Защо да? Jesse Glenn's. Harry Hansen. Great, I'm like a celebrity. Hi, Carl. Hi, Carl, how are you? Doing good. Looking good. Michael Truscott's facility. It's pretty impressive. Kind of excited to do this. Nitro, James Giassi. Yeah, we're here. Fuzzy. You guys are really something, man. Like to welcome Cam Schaefer. Your old 85 car, blue and yellow, Mr. John Canta. Jeez, I feel like I'm Dale Jr. <laughs> podcast. Michael. Let's go. <laughs> dude, I'm fired up, dude. The Bell 2 Media Podcast is sponsored by QualityFreightRate.com. Use the promo code BILT2 and get 10% off your first shipment. And sign up is easy. QualityFreightRate.com. BILT2 Media Podcast. The podcast. The BILT2 Media Podcast. 60% of the time, it works every time. Here's your host. Number seven, Gunner Cummings. I'm hammered drunk. 12X, like Anderson. All right, all right, all right. Mr. 100, the big, sexy, Todd Ellison. I'm dead sexy. Built to media podcast. It's like a new pair of underwear. At first, it's constrictive, but after a while, it becomes a part of you. Now here's Gunner, Blake, and Todd, 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 and Todd. Woo, boys, what a weekend it was. What a weekend was good nice to have three days off yes sir yes sir freaking memorial day weekend hope everybody's was good yes dodd yes sir how was yours it was good did the first little exhibition of uh of camping so it's always good to spend time with family and of course uh give thanks to our brave men and women who have served and and died for our freedom Heck yes. yeah. Thank you to all of you. Yes. Hey Todd, Absolutely. quick question. You camp you camp in a tent or you got a camper? I got a camper. I'm uh yeah, I don't know if I'm a, a tent kind of guy. Yeah, I don't blame you. I've camped yeah, in a tent. Yeah, we did once. it. Yeah, they're not they're not fun. We did it uh with young kids and uh it only took I think one time before the wife's like, you know what, we're getting a camper and I said, I guess we're getting a camper. Yep. All right. <laughs> Shopping it is. So that means That's you got a truck. That, problem. that means I got a truck as well. Yeah, it's kind of a two-for-one deal, you know? <laughs> Two-for. Oh, here, I thought you'd be pulling the camper with the Focus, put a roof rack on her, and throw a ball in there, huh? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it could probably pull it, but, you know. It could, but, um, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll stick with the truck. <laughs> Gunner, did you do anything cool? Uh went to the girlfriend's cabin family's oh, cool. cabin and then uh i don't know i watched a lot of racing and <laughs> that was last night i think last night and saturday holy kitties yeah i had uh had the tv going and the phone going with dirt yeah. vision <laughs> yeah that was pretty sweet yes i think sunday i watched seven races total within three hours well seven features i should say wow yeah it was it was sweet yeah i was gonna go uh to Thunder Hills practice, help uh, help them out there, but got canceled due to rain, so that kind of sucked. Rain, yeah. But well, it was too bad. Yeah, it was. That thing looks amazing. It does it looks pretty sweet with the guardrail up? Yeah, Chad. Uh, Chad mentioned you may have called it a coliseum. It kind of looks like it. It's it, like a stadium. After the guardrail went in, and I went up on the hill and looked at it, I'm like, "Yep, I see it." <laughs> yeah it's pretty sweet just Dude. like the banking and then 
I don't know. Seeing it all come together is so cool. Midgets are going to be so cool there. Oh, yes. We need to maybe built two media just goes ahead and tries to throw something together. I don't know. I think we should probably just get a midget and, you know. My buddy's selling one. Really? Yep. How much? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we got to find a motor Wait, yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too much, but we'll find one. It's out of our pay grade. Yeah, it's a dr. It's a it's a durse. Ooh, yeah. So it's a good 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 one. But, yes. Uh, hey. Yeah. You know, we mentioned uh, boats and hose last week. We did. That's not the official name of our new sponsors. No, I uh, I don't believe it is. We actually have three new sponsors. Yes, this was a three for one deal here. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna you know maybe just take a little pause here, and me and Gunner are gonna get into our announcer voices, <laughs> and we're gonna go ahead and lay them on you. I'm gonna hit you first here with uh, spot on credit card processing. Uh, it's you know it's kind of a cool deal we got going on with uh, Mr. Ben Brost. Um, if you would like to contact him. It's Ben B at spoton.com. And if you do uh, contact him, just make sure you mention that you heard this ad on the Built 2 Media podcast. And guess what? Receive 25% off hardware and discounts on payment processing. Boom. That's a good deal. 25% off. Not bad. Then we got, I'll put the name out there. You go ahead with the description. Yeah. Wide Open Marine. Yes, Wide Open Marine has the first expanding pontoon that truly doubles in width that is coming to the market in 2021. You can uh, find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash wideopenboats. Go wide open. Wide Open Marine. Third one, Aqua Hills Water. Yes. Aqua Hills Water is your local Rainsoft Water Treatment Systems dealer. They are based out of Osseo, Wisconsin, with offices in the Twin Cities Metro. So they pretty much serve the northwest Wisconsin and eastern Minnesota and beyond. Man, founded in 1953. Boom, where can we find them? Aquahillswater.com, also on Facebook. Boom. Check these people out. Yeah, um, you know, speaking of Ben Brost earlier, he gave us a little shout out at Rice Lake Speedway. Did he now? Yeah, he was. Uh, they were drawing the pillows or the boards, I guess, for um, the redraw. And he, he brought on Jake Radetzky and he said, recently featured on the Bill 2 Media podcast. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Ben. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Ben's a good cat. We're going to start dabbling with him here on the on the podcast whenever we can get him, and you know we might uh he might help us bring a couple big names on as well yes i don't know if anyone's ever heard of the name but uh he's pretty common with the old tom nesbitt we were talking about maybe doing a podcast in the motorhome of tommy nesbitt come on it's a possibility so stay tuned let's go baby let's go (laughs) i'm fired up (laughs) oh man that's gonna be good Oh, that's awesome. Dude, Michael is still killing it, too, on the streaming. Oh, yeah. That's just what he does. Todd, you keeping up on Michael? Oh, boy. Definitely, yeah. No, I definitely am. (laughs) I thought thought we were going to have to go Todd, Todd, Todd. (laughs) Again. (laughs) No, 
I I wasn't as quick on the mute, but yeah, keeping up with Michael. <laughs> it's uh, it's always a good time to tune into him. I see the, uh, the energy that he brings. He's it's crazy. He's truck driving again now. Yeah, going cross country again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you want that guy behind the wheel of a of a big rig, you know, with that much energy. That's the guy I want behind yeah. the wheel. For He'll get me. it done. <laughs> We got to go from Wisconsin to the southern Texas. You think you can get us there before noon? <laughs> yep. Let's go, baby. <laughs> oh, I suppose we should get right into our next guest. Episode. Well, hold on. Shoot. <laughs> Fired too early. Do we, want, do we want to do our sponsors real quick? I feel like we should. I mean, they help us. You know, I apologize for getting into this a little soon. I, uh. I just did the Aqua Hills, the spot on. I mean, we pretty much nailed those, so I was thinking we could pretty much nail these. What a great name. Wide Open Marine. I don't know what else you would call it if you were a marine dealership. Why do you think they sponsor auto racing? Dirt. Okay, sorry. Dirt racing. I think it's mainly dirt racing. I think so. First off, we got qualityfreightrate.com. Use that promo code, folks. Built to get 10% off of that first um, shipment. Yes. Or, hey, just hit me up. I pretty much work there. So, yeah, you can message Gunner too. That's a good idea. Boom. What about if I were to ship 10,000 chickens? Could you give me a quote quick? Well, 10,000 chickens, I reckon that's about, yeah, you know, somewhere in the range of, uh, 420, 420 bucks. You can give me 10,000 chickens for 420 bucks? Oh, we could see what happened, you know. 10% off? Man, that's a lot of feathers on that road. That's a fake quote. Don't be <laughs> serious. <laughs> this was pre recorded. <laughs> All right, kick ass beef jerky. Always killing in the meats. Yes. And it's pretty large on the side of your car, which is pretty sweet. It is. It's kind of a focal point of my car. It is. And we got liquid nitro energy drink. You uh you still a red guy, huh? You know, I am still a red guy. I've turned a couple people to the green can. Have you? Lately. We should but have them like watermelon a- shooters, dude. Ooh, those are good. Jeez. I like the shooters. It's just down the hatch and I'm pumped. Mm, let's go, baby. <laughs> Thunder Hill Speedway. As we mentioned, big. The Coliseum. Yes. <laughs> the little Coliseum. The Lil, L-I-L. Doing big things at the Little Coliseum. Did you see the new sign he put up? Yes. This is big. <laughs> I love that. Uh, we got Scott King Designs, SKD. Always killing it every week for us. Yes. Oh, by the way, how long you... Let's, let's do a little dollar bet here. How many weeks do you think it's going to take to knock that sign down at Thunder Hill again? Which sign? The one that your dad just replaced. Uh, I don't know. It was there for quite a while before it did get hit. Multiple years. Yes. I'm going to go with six years. Boy, this is going to be a long bet. I know. <laughs> I think I'm just going to go with six months. Otherwise, I'm going to forget about the bet. True. And then you have the under, so. All right. Six months it is. <laughs> if anyone who wants to get in on this bet, just go ahead and message one of us. Yes. Uh, Jiggy Signs and Graphics. Yep. Putting out phenomenal work. Yes. It still seems like every single week. <laughs> Very busy man. <laughs> How about uh, 
Tarvis Racing this weekend. Pumped. Boom. I don't know how else to explain that, but pumped. Yes. The O show. Putting on a show. Faux show. (laughs) That was good. I know. He was even, didn't he, like a cage dance with a checker flag. Which is what he does. Chad. Boom. Just loving life. And then our buddy Ryan Bowers, he was out racing this weekend. He was. Knoxville. K1 race gear by Ryan Bowers. He can hook you up. Message him. Call him. Email him. They put out some good suits, man. Do whatever you want. You see how popular they were? They are. It's like just blew up over the past couple of years. Yes. Pretty All sweet. Right, let's get into this deal. Episode 31. Let's go ahead and call our guest. Wait. Wait. I got to call him first. Oh, he disconnected. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man. Hey, he said my phone hung up. Uh, Sorry. It's episode 31. We should be better than this. Wow. We should be better than this. Now he's not going to answer. He better answer. <laughs> Hello. Bill 2 Media Podcast coming at you. What's going on? Nothing's going on. I already got dressed. So uh, we're just sitting here waiting yeah. to talk to you. Everything's coming off then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know about that. Uh, we got Todd, we got Gunner, we got me. We're going to do a little intro. You ready to go? I'm ready. Here we go. Time for the Built 2 Media Podcast special guest. He's a Thunder Hill Speedway graduate. In 2012, he won the Open Card Thunder Hill Championship, beating people like our hosts, Blake and Gunner. What? Oh, what a loser! In between carts and sprint cars, he did 80 races. That's a lot of races and a lot of time on the road. In 2014, he shifted focus to 360 sprint cars. He's had multiple top fives and top ten finishes, and he once had a tire in his face when some guy tried to hitch a ride. Check out that video on YouTube when you can. The Build 2 Media Podcast welcomes from Duluth, Minnesota, number three, Jamie Oxton, and it starts now boom baby what you think of that that's that's quite an intro yeah (laughs) david always killing it kills it so let's let's talk about that right away tire in your face you remember that time i uh, i don't what what are you talking about somebody tried to hitch a ride with you i guess on one of your youtube videos is this fake news oh Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking about it. Yeah, Ogilvy. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there, Jamie? Uh, Well, I was running second at Ogilvy. This was like five years ago. And I was coming around a lap car. The lap car pretty much put me in the wall, and I locked up the brakes, and then uh, somebody popped my left ear and damn near took on my head. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, they at least get your yeah, shoulder or anything. I mean, you get to feel their car a little bit. No, I I didn't even know how bad it was on that end until I watched that video. But yeah, when you look at the video, there's a reason why those you know those left hand uh, arm guards or whatever they're mandatory now because that's uh, it could have been pretty ugly because that car that was my first car and it was the old old uh, five Maxim and that didn't have the new you know, the new safety cage or whatever there. So, yeah, that could have been pretty ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of a fear of mine, having someone land right inside there. That's kind of of sketchy because I saw 
Brad Sweet when he wrecked on what was it last night? Yeah, a car. I don't remember how it happened, but like in the replay, you could see. I don't know if it was the, like the front bumper or something almost hit Brad Sweet's like right in that opening. That's just yeah, that's one of those freak deals. But definitely uh, the new safety bars they added are a big help. I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Brad's car yeah, looked even, demolished. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch the races last night, but I watched. Uh, I was actually talking to Blake about it, the the carnage from what was that Sunday night at the Lake Ozark Speedway. That was there was a lot of torn up three sixties after that. Yeah. I also saw Houston's last night and <laughs> there was some carnage there, Jesus. A lot of stuff getting tore up this weekend. Yeah. That wasn't that was a good last night wasn't too bad compared to uh Sunday. Yeah. Sunday was wicked. I was thinking uh at Lake Ozark, they were probably going to start a, a rollover count like they do at the Chili Bowl because there was, <laughs> I don't know, I'd say, I'd say there was probably at least seven or eight in that feature alone, you know, and then Brian Brown got upside down in the heat race before Jesus. they even got the green, really. So <laughs> Let's get into this here. So in my notes here, I think this is correct. You started out in the Junior 1 flat cart division in 2003 at highway 13 raceway is that correct yep yep that's it okay where is highway 13 if you were gonna go you're gonna leave superior and go down 53 it's just right outside of superior you take a, a right on the edge of there to highway 13 and then it's, i don't know maybe six blocks or so down down the street not very far off Highway 53. It's probably 10 minutes or so from the other go-kart track to Copper Creek. Okay. so up- Talking about the fish pond? Yeah. Copper <laughs> Creek Pond? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Copper Creek, so you then you went on to 2006, and is that when you started racing outlaw carts? Yeah. So then uh, we did flat carts for three years uh, at Highway 13, and then we got a outlaw cart, and then I did that for i don't know five years or so at copper creek paul built uh well there was already a track there and it was a dirt track and he actually shortened he brought one corner in a little bit and uh paved it because he was partners with bennett blacktop up here at the time so they they paved it and so the first year we actually raced uh asphalt and well we bought a 250 cart and we ran wednesday night and then sunday afternoon we ran both classes, the 250s and the 500, with just the one cart. So I think my first year, I ended up doing close to 60 shows uh, Yeah, between two nights. And then actually, my brother, that year was really crazy because I, I have two older brothers that used to race too. So um, they each did about uh, probably 30 to 40 shows. One of them was racing a late model, the other one was racing a B-mod. So we spent Wednesdays, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Sunday was definitely the busiest day. We we uh, got up around you know seven thirty, eight o'clock. Got the go kart ready. Went to the go kart track, and then by the time we got the go kart races done on Sunday, my brothers were already at Proctor with their race cars. So then we, me and my dad, jumped in the truck, went and met them at the Proctor Speedway, which is uh, probably forty five minutes from Copper Creek, and then. Uh, our day ended at about 10 o'clock then. So Sunday was all about racing. So racing was church for you. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was no time for church in between. That, so. well, that's, I know when I, uh, obviously we've raced together quite a bit 
all three of us here. And I mm-hmm. I always thought it was really weird because that first year he went to the big dirt track. I mean, I was up there to come win a points championship. And uh, when we pulled in that first time, first you go past the bar, then you go past the little asphalt go-kart track. And I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> And then you yeah. roll over to the other end of the yard there, and all of a sudden you got this big dirt track. And I know when I started talking to you, it was like, yeah, I race asphalt in the morning, and we come over here in the afternoon. <laughs> like, what yep. in the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> what was it like transitioning? I mean, you set your stuff up for asphalt, and then you go over to the big-ass dirt track. Yeah, so I actually, the, the first year that he had the dirt track, there was some guys that, did both i wasn't one of those people because uh when he started the dirt track i just kind of wanted to get into dirt track racing or back into dirt track racing i guess because uh the blacktop was fun at first but it eats up tires a lot more i think with those we were running a set of rears for wednesday and sunday and by the i you know running two classes didn't help any either but it was just a lot more tire usage racing the cars on dirt was just a lot more fun you know getting sideways a little more out of control the uh blacktop you got to be well you know you see nascar those guys are straight and if they get sideways you're scrubbing speed and you know especially with the 500 you know with the power band if you get out of the you know if you get loose and get out of the power band then you know two guys might get by you so the blacktop was pretty fun at first it's different dirt track racing is is always always has been a love of mine you know nothing against asphalt racing or nascar or anything but i just like dirt a lot more with the track conditions changing and you know you might be a rocket ship in the heat race and then you might be also lunch in the feature and i know that's kind of you got to drive it differently but you also got to set your car up differently too when the track conditions change like that with the with the asphalt track you pretty much just left the setup alone maybe adjust the air pressure that was pretty much it Right. The one thing that's so cool about dirt track is just, uh, you know, you're chasing it the whole night and you're trying to just dial in the setup with track changing and everything like that. But, um, what year did you come down to Thunder Hill? Cause I mean, you made the trip a lot of times with the cart in the back of the truck coming from Duluth all the way down to Menominee. Um, what year was that, that you started coming down? Uh, so the year that I did that every weekend was 2012, but I had started to do that like periodically in 2011 and not by myself, but, uh, 2012, I raced there for points and, and went to every one of them shows, but yeah, I just wanted to race. And, and unfortunately at that time, Copper Creek up here had just closed down. So I didn't have anywhere else to go, but truthfully, I, I had always loved thunder hill and it was always just such a badass track i wanted to race there for the longest time you know for points before then and then uh you know it kind of just happened to where i got back into it was either that or find something else to race because you know we didn't have no go-kart track up here anymore but one thing i always liked about thunder hill was you know i I remember i was in third in one of the heat races and and uh i had blake and lance anderson both in front of me and Blake is just a master at just hammering the top. And then Lance is so good at finessing and just catfishing on the bottom. And I remember I just, it was anybody's race between the two of them. And I, that was when I realized I was like, man, this track is badass because you can run, anybody can run on the bottom or anybody can run on the top. And 
you know, clearly I see it right in front of me where no groove right now is really better than the other. It's just, uh, Blake might have edged Lance out in one corner and Lance might have got him in the next corner. And Thunderhill was, was, uh, a real true place to cut your teeth, I think. I mean, it, it just shows too with, you know, you got, you know, guys like, uh, Blake and Gunner, obviously, you know, when you were racing and Giassi and Jesse Glenn's and Chase Zebrock. And I mean, the whole list of names go on with all the people that are real good yeah. drivers and big cars now that, you know, they cut their teeth in Thunder Hill and it truly shows. Yeah. Kennedy Swan, you got that Caden Blazer. I mean, it's, it's nuts. I, mm-hmm. there was a lot of years there too, where it was, you know, the four, you know, my brother, me, Gunner, you, it seemed like at least once or twice a month, we'd all end up at least getting into a heat race together somehow. And it would be the four of us. I mean, we didn't, there wasn't enough room there for sliders yet <laughs> when we were all racing, but I mean, it was a toss up who was going to win that son of a bee, regardless of where we started. Mm-hmm. I think the coolest yeah, thing have- too was, uh, just like after we'd get done with the feature, we'd all just shake hands high five and say that was awesome (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's how Mm -hmm. it should be (laughs) oh absolutely that was honestly i i was just telling uh todd the other day that that was uh probably my favorite year racing honestly because it was just so competitive and we raced each other hard and then we would you know shoot the shit after and (laughs) and you know watch the sun come up Jamie's got a four hour drive home, but he's still sitting there drinking beer, watching the sun come up, (laughs) (laughs) especially with the McVitie's and oh man. Those days that I luckily had a coach to stay at at the Anderson house, (laughs) but, uh, or if he wrecked his shit, we'd give him a cart to use. Yeah. That was the worst when he was hung over. I don't drink. He's hung over as hell. Well, not that bad, but. You'd give him a cart to race, and he'd come whip your ass. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> so you had, uh, I, I, I honestly couldn't believe you did 80 races in 2012. Like, usually if you're not racing modifieds, you're not running 80 shows a year. Tell us a little bit about that. How hectic was it? What was the gas bill like? Was your dad the same person at the end of the month as he was at the beginning? <laughs> how well, how'd it go? I didn't run 80, 80 shows that year. Uh, it was in 2006, but it was uh, a burnout year, I'd say, because, you know, like I said, I, I'd be at the go-kart track, uh, you know, Wednesday night, got home at 9, went to school on Thursday, you know, in the in the spring and the fall, and then we go, my brothers, Joey and Jesse, would go race their cars Friday night, Superior. Joey was racing the late mall at Hibbing on Saturday, and then uh, – Sunday morning, then we get home at, you know, midnight again, get up at 7.30 or 8 o'clock or whatever and go to the go-kart track. And, you know, like I said, I want to get home. And me and my dad want to get home, you know, after 9.30, 10 o'clock. So that was actually because my mom passed away from cancer in, in August of 2005. And uh, that was the first year that we were racing without her. So that that's probably why we were racing so much, just because it kind of took our mind off of that. And, uh, you know, kind of started, you know, just the four of us, uh, kind of starting our life without her, so to speak. So, uh, if it wasn't for that, it would have been a lot tougher 
kind of going through that time in my life. So just like everybody says, racing is your escape because <laughs> that had oh, to be tough true, yeah. on you, especially in 2005. Yeah, it's uh, my my whole outlook on racing kind of changed in the last several years here because uh, you know racing to me was all about winning and losing, and you know I didn't want to finish second. I wanted to win, and I don't know last last couple of years have been pretty tough, you know, racing down at Jackson and Knoxville and, you know, some days I'd go home and I'm like, what am I even doing this for? So, but, uh, truthfully in the last couple of years now, it's just, to me, it's just all about, uh, making memories with my dad, you know, it's, uh, Stop pretty it. cool <laughs> for me, <laughs> pretty cool for me to experience, you know, going to Knoxville and racing there for the first time with, with him and uh my girlfriend tara she she we met each other almost five years ago and on when i met her she didn't even know what a sprint car was and you know ever since i met her then we go to the knoxville nationals together knoxville is kind of our uh our little mini vacation that we have every year in in august so uh yeah it's just like i said it's all about uh making memories and and uh you know everyone's like oh you guys spend a lot of money on racing. Well, you ain't going to bring it with you to the grave anyway. So you might as well, uh, spend it on making memory. Right. Yeah. I think that's uh definitely a thought that goes through pretty much every racer's head though, is what am I doing this for? Why am I doing this? But yeah, it's all for, all for the memories. And you know, like you say, you are trying to win. So it's all competition and memories. Yeah. Usually if you race on Saturday, and you don't win, it usually takes till about Wednesday to remember why you're doing it. <laughs> and that's exactly it, too. Especially, like, when the kids come down afterwards or photograph. Oh, my gosh. What? Phone hung up again. Hello. I lost you again. Jeez, I was totally <laughs> sentimental getting down. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> but definitely about the memories. Um, Kind of yeah. losing you there. Messed me up, but... <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on from that, how hard was it to race down there at Jackson? Because I know, I mean, you chase shit half of the other people that race down there. I mean, it was tough just to make it out of the B main. I mean, when you went on, you know, after getting out of the carts and Thunder Hill and all that, and all of a sudden you're you're hooking the trailer up to go for four hours. I mean, Uh what was it like racing down there at Jackson? Jackson is tough. I'd put them right up there with Knoxville at this point, you know, they, they got big money shows. They got good, hard competition. You know, it's anytime somebody like me can even just get into the feature is a, is a big ordeal. So, um, you know, you got guys like Justin Henderson and Lee Gross and, uh, Thomas Kennedy when he was allowed over the border, (laughs) uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, those guys are good, good, competition brook panel you know you got you got every hard hitter in the in the midwest that that goes there and you know those guys are on their game and and they uh you know if you if you're not on your game they'll make you pay for it so uh, but it's it's fun it's the track is usually for me i'm not used to like really really heavy wet tracks like that so it's still hard for me at some time i mean a lot of times because usually up here you set the car up you're a little more on the free side in the beginning of the night and then as 
the night goes on, you tighten the car up and, you know, by the end of the night, it's usually pretty slick. But, uh, sometimes if you go around that place and the lap times in the feature are, are faster than they were in, you know, time trials or the heat race. So sometimes you got to go the opposite where last year, actually, we, we ran, uh, time trials and we were pretty fast. And then we went in the heat race and the track was packed down. And I think I was actually on the pole, went into turn one, just got on the bike hard and, when I landed, I was in 10th place. Oh. So I, I uh, had to run the B main then, and we freed the car up quite a bit then for the B main. And, you know, like I said, I was lucky to, to make it out of the B main and get in the feature. But yeah, that place is tough. And like I said, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, but it'll it'll humble you in a hurry, that's for sure. So what made you go to 360 sprint cars? I mean, I know wing carts, whatever, but having your brother in B- mods and your your other brother was in late models for a while. I mean, what was the big drive to do sprint cars? Well, uh, honestly, I, that was the whole, what drew me in about the outlaw carts was because they were like a go-kart size sprint car, right? So I, at the time, I was only 13 years old and, uh, Paul up here was just starting out the Copper Creek and I told him, I was like, Hey, you should, uh, start out the outlaw carts, you know? And so he started selling them like crazy and, you know, he had all the divisions like, you know, like Cycle Land and Red Bluff and that where they got multiple divisions. So he actually kind of uh, ran outlaw carts only versus black carts. So I, that was kind of like my starting point of why it, of getting into a sprint car was getting into the outlaw cart first. And then eventually, you know, when I'm old enough and when we can kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together to get in the sprint car, then. I would kind of have my feet wet because, you know, watching somebody like Kyle Larson, that's all of our dreams at Thunder Hill. You know, you watch a guy like him that just kicked ass in an outlaw cart and then transitioned into sprint cars and was even better in a sprint car than he was a cart. And so I uh, I always had aspirations to go from the cart to the sprint car just like him. And, you know, like I said, luckily in 2014, we put it all together and never looked back. Your first win came in... 2015 in the 360s um would you say that one was your most memorable or which one would you say was your favorite win <laughs> i know which one's my most memorable <laughs> yeah uh it was but uh you know 2018 was in boss hog night that was that was probably my most memorable win in the sprint car because we've been you know we struggled ever since we kind of started sprint car racing where we you know we have little rays of hope and then you know you might finish 12th in the c main the next night and so 2018 we kind of we uh got hooked up with lee gross actually and bought a couple of his cars and then he kind of uh started helping us a lot and kind of teaching me some things and, and on the car and and driving the car and uh 2018 seemed to click pretty good for us uh we were getting a little faster a little faster and i kind of got to the point where i was feeling like the wind was going to be coming around, but I, I, you know, I'm not one to count my chickens before they hatch. So, but something, there was something that I just felt so confident that night, the boss hog night, we ran the heat race and, and I felt pretty good in the heat race. I think I ended up second there, but so then I was in the, in the dash and I think I moved up from fifth to second in the dash and starting on the outside pole in the feature. That was probably the best place I could have started. And, I remember on the green flag flew and I just said, I'm not lifting until I, 
going to turn three. <laughs> so I buried it in one, two wide open and just ran the top and watched the video all the time. Uh, me, James Brody, and Eric Lusk were three wide going into turn one and two and came out of turn two with leading. And it was a good night because, you know, like I said, we struggled for, you know, quite a bit and still do, but we just never gave up. And the uh, race, if you watch it, it was a, it was a really good race. And then Derek Lusk ended up challenging me at the end. And just the last five laps, I remember, I just told myself, just drive the shit out of this thing and <laughs> nobody will come close to you. So, I would, like I said, I watched the video all the time and, and uh, I think there was three to go or five to go and and I was leading and uh, Derek Lusk went for a slider and one and two on the start. And like I said, I just buried it in there and, and uh, kept my foot in it and took off and drove the shit out of it for the last five laps and, and pulled away. So it was uh, one of the most best nights of my life. And luckily, Blake Blake was there videotaping. He, <laughs> he videotaped some, some shenanigans in victory lane. And I don't know, there's a picture uh, probably on my Facebook somewhere where I was posing Blake with, uh, with some champagne. And then there's another picture of me hugging Blake where I had to stand on my tippy toes. <laughs> so... I was a shout pretty proud to, uh, friend. Vince Peterson for, yeah, shout out to Vince Peterson too for getting a lot of that, uh, a lot of the pictures. And then uh, I think Fizzle got some too. So it's nice, especially like I said, when you when you get your ass kicked at Jackson and stuff like that, and you're you're hitting your head against the dashboard for five for, for five hours on the way home. So I'm fortunate that I can go back and look at some of that stuff and and uh, that it doesn't seem so bad. Yeah, and I think Jackson actually teaches you a lot more than you think, too, because when you come back up here, number one, you feel like you're at home, but number two, there's a lot of things you learn that you didn't know down there, and you can put it to work here. Like you not being a pussy going into one and leaving that thing on the pin until you got the three. Right. <laughs> but I was going to tell you, that, that's one thing. Because uh, I, I, I watch a lot of content. You can ask my girlfriend, Tara, if she she uh, probably sometimes gets annoyed with all the, the sprint car and, and racing and interviews and everything that I watch all the time. But Jamie Ball actually said it best. I think he, he said getting over your car and your ability is, is probably the biggest challenge that you have to face. And, and I agree, you know, it's, it's uh, hard to tell yourself that your car is going to stick in the corner. If you show any lack of confidence, then you're done. You know, you have to have confidence in your car, your engine, yourself, everything has to be, you know, you can't, uh, can't second guess it. That's for sure. hundred percent. Very true. That's, that's why I, uh, brought up, I think a couple podcasts ago, but I said, uh, you know, you just, even just starting out, you want to just do a baseline setup and get comfortable in the car. Cause that's one of the biggest things I think that's, that's so important just to be comfortable and to know what your car is going to do then you can be comfortable with yourself and driving it. I mean, that's huge, I think. Yep. Oh, absolutely. You got to learn that thing before you start trying to set it up. <laughs> right. You, sh you should probably quote that and put it on a T-shirt <laughs> from Jamie Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on to this year, what are your plans? Uh, you kind of been on and off the 360. Well, not off, but hitting the select shows of the 360s. But what are your plans for this year and – Maybe the future. Yeah, some mm -hmm. big plans. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, we're just going to try to hit as many shows as we can. We kind of put a schedule together between uh, UMSS 
uh, the Northern Renegades and the Midwest Power Series. Because last year with the whole COVID stuff, we only raced about seven times. And then the year before that, we only did about 12 times. So we just want to go race. So this off season, we put a car together with the LS motor. And so we're going to run that when, you know, when we're not 360 racing and or vice versa. We'll just watch the weather and see, see where it's, uh, looking better, better weather wise. You know, if we want to go race at Jackson or want to go race at, you know, Eagle Valley on June 11th, it all, all depends on, uh, the weather but uh actually last year i just came back from knoxville we raced jackson and knoxville that weekend and for me it was a five-hour drive to jackson and then it was a four-hour drive from jackson to knoxville and then knoxville was a six and a half seven hour ride to home on sunday so there was a lot of uh a lot of road time last year and, and uh i one day i just when I got home, I realized, I was like, man, this, this sucks having to drive 2,000 miles in a weekend. So I actually picked up the phone and I called Kaylee Emerson, who runs the Renegade. Kind of just talked to shit with him for about 45 minutes or so. And he told me, actually, he's like, just keep your 360, you know, come race with us and the UMSS when you can. And he's like, that way you can have more options of race. And so he talked to Ron from the UMSS and then Ron talked to Rick Holb. And Rick Hobbs called me and said, hey, you can come run my car. It was sometime in August that I ran it and ran, ran that one night and liked it. And from there, we decided that we were going to put a car together to go run with the UMSS and the Renegades. And a lot more shows that we can run closer to home. You know, Grand Rapids, they got a couple shows in Grand Rapids. That's only about an hour and a half from home for us. And then they got uh, one night in Superior. Uh, a couple nights in Hayden. So there's a, and then obviously the Cedar Lake and Eagle Valley stuff. That's, that's only about 150 miles away for us. So, uh, you know, talking about 150 miles away, being close to home is unusual, but usually, you know, Jackson is, I think, 400 miles away for us. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It makes a lot of sense to do it too, just because you're so close to, uh, a lot of those tracks up there now that they started the wing program. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I never, uh, I never raced that. Well, I raced at Hayden a couple of times, never raced that Grand Rapids yet, but I've been there a bunch of times because my brother used to race his late model here. So familiar with all the places, been to Hayden hundreds of times. Uh, it'll be nice. You know, we can have friends and family that can watch us now instead of, you know, the last couple of years. So when they're like, Oh, where are you racing this weekend? And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to Jackson. They're like, where's that? And I'm like, uh, at the five bottom, hours of bottom, <laughs> bottom. Yeah. At the bottom, bottom west corner of Minnesota. <laughs> this is kind of a question for both of you, but don't you guys agree that when you watch a race or like watch it from the stands, it, the track is like not completely different, but it feels a lot different in the car? Yeah, I, I'd say so. First time I went to, well, actually, the only time I've ever been to Madison, I watched some YouTube videos and it looked a lot bigger than it was. So I kind of just, guessed at gears and we got there and i realized the place is not much bigger than princeton and i was like well <laughs> we'll be changing we'll be changing the gears right away yeah that's definitely true too i mean i don't like red cedar i think is my biggest one that i thought yeah. felt a hundred percent different than what it looks like yeah yes because it's big it is it's actually big straightaways are like 
longer than you'd think, I guess. And the night we got to race there, for some, thank God, there was a cushion. Right. <laughs> and going around the top of one and two, like watching it all them years, it was like, eh, it's probably pretty tight. Right. And I hit that thing, and I'm like, holy shit, there's a long ways to turn two, you know? Yep. Yeah. So I definitely, yeah, sitting in the stands or the infield or watching all the races I watch at Red Cedar, I definitely agree with that. I was going to ask you guys, what do you, if you're if you're uh, watching a race, where do you prefer to watch it from the infield or from the grandstand? Turn three. Me personally, <laughs> I was say, me personally, I'd rather watch from the infield because I like watching the drivers doing work and selling at the wheel, and mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're trying to, if especially a crew chief standpoint, you know, they're they're watching from the infield trying to see what the driver's hands are doing and stuff but i would say husitz is the most badass place to watch a race from the infield that's definitely my favorite but as far as watching a race in general anywhere on a dirt track turn three entrance is my favorite place to watch (laughs) i would say uh i would say definitely the infield is cool um as long as you can see the whole track if you can, oh, you know, yeah. if you got to like get up on something <laughs> to try, you know, or can't right. see half of it, but yeah, I definitely say it's cool to, to see what a driver is doing or what the car's doing. You can kind of just tell a lot more things from the infield. You probably got the most experience watching a driver from the infield. Yeah, I would say <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> that was not, oh, yeah, I, <laughs> Joey, so I that sort of specified that too, because like Knoxville, just absolutely sucks watching from the infield. It's yeah. cool if you're if you're watching like in turn one and two, but but that's about all you can see. You know, if you're standing. Luckily, they have a big titantron there, so you can watch on that when you're when they're not in front of you. But yeah, I I, I I've never been to Houston, Blake, but I would. Uh, oh man, you got. I would assume that it's pretty badass because I've seen you know live shots from you know, people videotaping and putting on Facebook and whatnot. But um, that's one place I want to get to, at least just to even watch. That place looks like a riot. Oh, yeah. You you drive down here. I'll drive you the rest of the way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I won't have the, the car in the back of my truck, though. Yeah. <laughs> we can stay at uh, the wife's uh, uncle's place. That ain't very far from Brandon. Oh, perfect. I'll tell I'll tell Tara that we got a double date weekend at Houston. Then. <laughs> that works for me. I'm game. I tell you what, though these uh these video um streaming services they do a pretty good job though. I uh yeah. they do good and I don't know kind of an odd reference, but I went to a Packer game one time and I thought to myself, wow, I like watching this on TV a lot better than being here. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's one but, thing about racing though. That's not true. Right. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. 100% not true. Right. Like NASCAR, eh, Daytona 500, go there once, experience it, watch the rest from home. That's, right. But dirt track racing, go to there. every single one you can. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. Doesn't matter what track. Yeah. It is. I know, Blake, you've been to Knoxville Nationals, but Gunner, have you ever been to the Knoxville Nationals? I I'm have. Sure you have. I've, Pit well, I, not as a, <laughs> oh, I say not as a pit guy, but but well, even even so, you know, just the the atmosphere at these tracks is just 
unbelievable. You know, it's, you know, you can't, you can't feel that way, you know, watching at home or, no. or, uh, it's kind know, of the streaming device. Yeah. It's kind of the whole experience. I mean, the dirt and your beer cans and, <laughs> dirt you know, your beard. Oh, yeah. the fumes and I mean, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. something that's <laughs> the full experience is not available on television. Randy at the top right. bleacher, hammered, drunk, passed out <laughs> right. for the national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember, I, uh, I think it was 2019. We we're at the Knoxville Nationals, and uh, that was the first year that me and Tara went there for all four days. And they're, they they hadn't even hot lap yet. Somebody somebody was pissed drunk. They got all the way in an ambulance, and I was like, "Wow, you you made it all week for this, and you're, and you're not even going to watch, you know, the whole the main event, you know." It's, Right. That's that's what it's all about, you know. I mean, Wednesday and Getting Thursday, and all that, that's, ambulance. Right? You know, Wednesday and Thursday is cool, but there's nothing like Saturday. Saturday, you can just feel the electricity in the air, and and it just has like this big fight still in the air, you know, where you know it's about to go down, kind of feel, you know. Yep. Just like at Chili Bowl, dude. When that eight yeah. feature rolls out. Doesn't matter if you're there day one or the last day. It's oh, let's go, baby! <laughs> yeah, I haven't been to the Chili Bowl yet either, but that's also uh, yeah. Hey, I'm in the Knoxville. That could be your February mini vacay because it's worth it. You go down there for like Wednesday, Thursday qualifying, go home and watch the rest on TV. <laughs> yeah, it's packed in there, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, well, we went down. Uh, I've been in the arena because we went down to Tulsa back in 2009, and I actually did the Tulsa shootout in the in the open in the outlaw cart. So uh, that place is just unreal too. It's uh, I don't know for a for a go kart or a micro or mini or a midget track. That place is is pretty uh, badass too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember. <laughs> trying to keep my left run off the curb on the inside because otherwise I would have done a backflip in there getting the whole lock cars. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that place is unreal. So I want to know if you've ever taken the wing off your sprint car and tried wingless racing. I, not on my car, but I, I got in the Jeff Powersell's car at the arriving drive in 2013 and it felt fairly good in it. And then I ran a wing car for the last several years. And then uh, last year, we we sponsored uh, Lance Olam up here on his non-wing car. And he told me after the season that I could, uh, you know, go do a practice session in his non-wing car at Cedar Lake. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I'll tell you what, especially, you know, after I've been running the wing car for a few years now, getting in a non-wing car, it's whole different ball game it's uh you know you got to drive them way different with the wing you're used to you <laughs> yeah. know just driving it deep you know and and the wingless car you it takes a lot more finesse i feel like and and uh you know you you drive it with the throttle more i feel like and uh i actually took a little doozy in the turn one and two wall there <laughs> whoops but uh yeah so that was a little embarrassing but, uh, I, did, I did that once with Bob McVitie's car because I, I raised mine night one. 
night two, I jumped in Bob's wing car and practice laps going into turn three. I tried to drive it in like my non wing and I was heading towards the pond instantly. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> there is something up there too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, you know, Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell and Rico Avery, they make it look super easy. You know, even on, you know, we all are on iRacing now. Even when you you get in a midget and then you go race, you know, like the other day I was practicing in a midget and then I practiced in a in a four ten wing card. Your your hands just naturally move different when you go from one to the other and you know, you got Kyle Larson that he wins a NASCAR race on Sunday and wins a sprint car race on Monday and he just makes it look so easy. It's it's crazy because it's not at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You win in a 410, you go win in a NASCAR car, and then you go back and win in a 410 again. Mm-hmm. Dude. Or even a couple of years ago when he raced the Knoxville Nationals, I think he uh, he got second or third, and then he flew back to Michigan, and I think he got back to his campground around 2 in the morning, went and raced the, the cup race at Michigan and won. You know, it's just <laughs> uh, going back and forth with different race cars is very challenging. Yes, sir. That's why he's the best. So, mm-hmm. uh, Todd wrote down some notes uh, for a little bit of credit going out to Lee Grouse, like you'd mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. How about the Brody brothers? Yeah, they've uh, we so my my engine builder that we had before uh, he actually passed away in 2018, and then uh, 2019 came around. And, uh, we got introduced to, well, I, I had already knew them, but not very acquainted with them, I guess. But, uh, James and, and Scott and Scotty, uh, three super, super nice guys. Uh, they've been super helpful and, you know, can't say enough good things about those guys. They're, uh, they're really growing their, their shop over there. They're doing quite a few more, uh, engines for, for people now and, you know, they build cars for all these engines. Uh, mine, Ryan Bowers, Chris Graff, uh, their two 360s, and then James has got a 410 now. So, uh, he's got quite a, quite a, uh, quite a lot of engines out there now, too. And then he's actually, uh, gonna start doing rear ends and steering gears, I think, too. So, uh, I don't know. It's pretty, uh, pretty cool to see something like that going on especially you know somewhat local in this area you can't help but but root for those guys you know so yeah they were ripping it up this weekend in houston's too literally mm-hmm. i think james took her out in lap one of the heat race they're good oh, people right? though i uh i talked to them a little bit i think uh when we were 360s we're just there 410s 410s mm-hmm. good oh, yeah. people a couple saturdays ago well, that brings me to my yeah, next question. I mean, is racing family? I think so. Uh, you know, I'll take you and your family, for instance. Nine or ten years ago, you probably saw some little kid coming into Thunder Hill and with a outlaw cart in the back of his dad's pickup truck. And <laughs> for some reason, you welcomed them in to uh, use the tools or use a trailer and even have a place to stay on your couch sometimes so i will forever be grateful for that you know you and and uh your mom and dad and your brother and megan you guys have always been good to me and 
And then uh, even Gunner, I remember, you know, one time I was waiting in line and in uh, at Thunder Hill, and Chad pointed at me to the people doing the wristband stuff over there, and I pulled up, and he's like, "Oh, Chad told me that uh, he paid for your pit pass today." And I was like, "Oh, she's <laughs> like, he didn't have to do that." But you know, I I remember stuff like that, you know, and and uh, you know, I'm like I said, I'm forever grateful for for people that do that because you know what goes around comes around, and you know we like to help people out too any way I can and well you guys know Gary Brown out in Montana uh, <laughs> I was going to stay the, off of the, the Montana coolest, stories <laughs> yeah one of the one of the coolest things that I ever heard, heard him say was uh, I'd rather beat you on the racetrack than beat you in the pit so he he always helps people out borrowing them parts or fixing their carts or whatever just to keep them on the track so you know, I always thought that was cool, but yeah, racing, racing is definitely family. Uh, I think we got to tell the Montana story. Go ahead. <laughs> Jamie, do you remember where you woke up one morning after the races in Montana at the old big sky cartway? Yeah, at the racetrack. <laughs> where? <laughs> I don't know. This ain't going on. This ain't a story for the podcast. Is that what you're saying? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> he woke up in somebody's camper. <laughs> Some other person. Yes. <laughs> so Ray Archambault. Yep. Big Arch. Yep. Well, Little Arch. Ray, little Arch. not Randy. Oh. So they get in the car, start heading for home. Jamie passes out. <laughs> they went through one tank of fuel. Jamie's sleeping the whole time. Jamie wakes up and asks Ray, where are we? Ray says, oh, we're about half an hour away from home. Jamie got all excited. Ray says, no, you've been sleeping for an hour. We just went through the first tank of fuel, man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, I can just hear Ray laughing right now, too. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. All right, Jamie, it's time for two-minute questions. Uh, you've definitely had one hell of a... Hell of a racing career thus far. I'm pretty excited for this year for you. Uh, yeah. it, it is June, though, so if you want to kind of maybe get out to the track here sometime soon, that'd be cool as well. Yeah, well, we're uh, we're planning June 11th right now. Uh, Eagle either, Valley? Either Eagle Valley or Jackson. We'll just uh, nope. have to wait and see what, which one's looking better yeah, weather-wise. It's, it's definitely going to rain in Minnesota, so... <laughs> Eagle Valley right. is where you need to go. Let's get some confidence in you before you go all the way to Jackson. Yeah. Deal? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, everybody, June 11th, Jamie Oxted, Eagle Valley Speedway. Be there. <laughs> all right. Da, 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 da. We need a little button for this, too. We do. It's time for the two-minute questions. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready, Jamie? I'm ready. Is cereal soup? Is cereal soup? Yep. No, it's, it's breakfast. Okay. <laughs> uh, loose, <laughs> no, in, loose in or tight off? Hmm. I don't know. You're, you're screwed either way. <laughs> I looked at it. I don't know. I'd probably say tight off. Oh. Tight off. 
Go a lot of different ways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> would you rather have no nose or no arms? No Think- nose. Really? Hmm. You you can drive a, a sprint car with no nose, but you can't with no arms. Wait, this question could go deeper though, because even if you don't have a flesh for nose, you still have a nose. Right. Yeah. So you got a valid point. Anyway, <laughs> uh, wet tacky track or dry slick? Uh, I'd say dry slick, just because wet tacky sometimes it doesn't. It ends up being one lane, you know, not real racy. Dry slick, you. That's when it gets interesting sometimes. So, okay. Also, good points. Um, what's the most useless word you can think of? It's a word I've recently learned on TikTok. It's Munanyu. The hell is that? <laughs> so, all right, when we're done here, Mike, I'm going to send you the link. There's a guy. There's a guy that runs around and he says to everybody Munanyu, and then he puts a he puts a plunger on everybody that he sees that's got a bald head. <laughs> so so anytime uh you know if me and Tara and the kids are out in public and we see somebody with a bald head at least somebody one of us five says moon and you <laughs> i'm telling you I'm, I'm gonna send you the link when we're done here you're gonna laugh your ass off all right uh <laughs> if you could race what would be your dream track to win a race at? Uh, Knoxville, for sure. That's uh, that's the spring car capital of the world. <laughs> Definitely agree. Yes. Although there are a lot more, though. If you could be in any movie, what movie would it be? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, all, the, all the questions were pretty easy up until now. I, I don't know. I'd say, I don't know. Talladega Nights, I guess, maybe. <laughs> Are you Ricky Bobby? Yeah, because I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> he says they're easy until now. Wait for this one. Oh, gosh. Oh. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. uh, how many chickens would it take to take down an elephant? Uh, at least 100. <laughs> I don't know. We need an exact number on this one. Yes. Uh, 101. Oh, so he's watching Price is Right. (laughs) (laughs) What was your favorite TV show growing up? You guys are probably going to make fun of me, but probably like when I was like 12, I used to watch Degrassi, the next generation a lot. (laughs) That's like, is that like a Nickelodeon show? No, it's not. It's, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like Disney Channel. Yeah, I suppose it probably was on the Disney Channel, but it's uh, yeah, it's about a bunch of high school kids, and I don't know, not something I'd watch nowadays. Liar! Your hair back then showed that you watched that show. My hair, (laughs) yeah, spiked hair, Jamie. Oh, (laughs) with the necklace. Yeah, (laughs) what celebrity? Would make the best race car driver that's not already a race car driver. Mm, I don't know. Maybe 
Justin Bieber. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to go with like Paul Walker. Yeah, there you go. Ain't he dead? Yeah, he is. But he would have been a Vin great race car. Yeah, driver. that's what I was thinking. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel Vin or, the, been... or the, the Rock. I think Vin would be like the street stock guy you wouldn't want to fuck with. Yeah. And then The Rock <laughs> is like the ultimate late model guy. Yeah. That's my uh, opinion. I don't know if The Rock could get in a car. Oh, he could. Yeah, that it. would. That's He's... why he went with late models. True. I don't think either one of them. Well, Vin Diesel's pretty short. The Rock would not fit in a sprint car. No. Mm-hmm. Like, try, not try even put him in a whole lot car. Put him <laughs> in a whole lot car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how many? Yeah. If I could tell you how many times I've been asked, how the hell do you fit in that thing? Mm-hmm. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Probably dirt or a worm or something. Dirt. I don't know. Actually, you know, you know what? We uh, we used to watch Jackass on MTV a lot. <laughs> so, you know, what do they say? Don't try this at home. What's everybody going to do? They're going to try it at home. So <laughs> we uh, we made our own Jackass video, and we made a pukey platter that I had to eat. And it had basically anything you could find in the fridge went in that thing. Uh, I think we had pickles, mayonnaise, ketchup, mustard, barbecue sauce, toothpaste. There was all kinds of shit in there. You put your toothpaste took, in the fridge? That's what I was thinking. No, 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 no okay. <laughs> we we moved into the bathroom too and started digging in there. Was it, oh god? But, uh, but yeah, I uh, I took things. one bite and gagged and ran to the bathroom and. I didn't eat the rest of it. So but. you think maybe once you moved to the bathroom to find more stuff, you should have just stayed there? <laughs> Probably would have been a wise decision, I suppose. <laughs> Where's your favorite place to uh, visit in Duluth? I'd say Canal, you know, the boardwalk. Been there a few I go times. Where, you know, the ships come in and everything. The sun sets and the sun rises in Canal are pretty beautiful. Uh, there's a lot of people that go watch the ships come in and actually me and Tara just went on the Vista cruise down in that area on Sunday. <laughs> I tried we to go on that there. Vista cruise once. <laughs> uh, I went up, I paid for it. I walked back outside and I realized the entire boat was full <laughs> Ooh. and it wasn't just well, of couples. It was definitely couples, Yeah, but they all had the same thing below their waistline. <laughs> It was going to be a fun <laughs> vista. It sure was. <laughs> yeah, I looked at my father-in-law. I says, you know, maybe we should just skip this today. I don't think it's one of these deals you want to go on. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Guess it was going to be a party. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also got engaged to my wife in Canal Park. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that, Blake. I was... uh. I was on my way home from Thunder Hill and I was doing something that I shouldn't have been doing on Facebook and driving at the same time. And I saw that on Facebook and I didn't even know about it until I went on Facebook. So Jeez. that was uh, pretty cool. Hell yeah. Yep. All right. One last two minute question. Uh, would you rather not work another day in your life and make a thousand dollars a week or would you rather 
work 40 plus hours a week for the rest of your life, but make $2,000 a week. So make how much money? That's easy. So a thousand, a thousand a week with no work or 2000 with 40 plus hours a week with work. I'd say 2000 a week. I don't mind. I don't mind working. Uh, you know, some days are better than others, but I'd rather go do something than sit at home and be bored. I got gotcha. you. I'm collecting a thousand dollars and I'm finding other ways to make more money. I think that's what I would yeah, do. There too. You go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Starting my own freaking business. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. All right. Uh, my final question for you, Jamie mm-hmm. and Gunner. I haven't heard your opinion on this. Jamie, what are you built to do? Um, well, one thing that maybe a lot of people don't know about me, and I'm uh, very hubris. Uh, so maybe, I don't know, built to make people laugh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, know, I know I've made Blake laugh a lot over the years. <laughs> yeah. All I got to do is say Hillary and I can listen to him laugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still got that video on my Twitter page. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you tell Tara hi, tell the girls hi, tell Joe hi. It's been uh, it's been fun talking to you here, and I think yeah, me and Gunnar can both agree that uh, it was definitely a good time racing with you. And Heck, yeah. I especially had fun coming up racing with you, Katrina, <laughs> the Archambos. Frito, mm-hmm. taco, <laughs> yeah. burrito. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, there's some good times. Maybe we can all get back together and go fishing in the Copper Creek Pond or something. Yeah, I'm sure there's <laughs> fishing there by now. God. I was actually out there on. Uh, I was out there on on uh, yesterday because uh, we went out hiking on uh, Manitoba Falls. That's probably about a mile away from Copper Creek. So we yep. stopped stopped in and it's pretty uh pretty different that's for sure but you yeah, should tell was, joe to was, buy uh, that place we'll fix up that restaurant and do uh rental go-karts in the back there's people had that have actually i've heard through the grapevine that are they pick the idea around but nothing's ever happened but uh no like you were saying i i uh thanks for having me first of all and then you and gunner were always uh you know fierce competition of mine and you know like i said we we uh we didn't take it easy on each other on the track, but then we could we could cut the shit after the races, and you know at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Yep. So, a, fi- uh, yeah. a fifteen minute race led to a seventeen hour conversation afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Thunder Hill this year. I've been following along on the Facebook page, and you know I I Gunner, I applaud your dad for, for and I'm sure you're involved with it too. You know for stepping out of the box here and, and trying all this different stuff, you know, pretty much giving the track a whole new makeover. The place just looks badass. So, uh, looking yeah. forward to seeing whatever, whatever kind of race on there, whether it be a, a go-kart track or a go-kart race or a midget race or whatever, you know, I think midgets would be kick-ass on that track. So uh, I think they will be uh, badass, and I think it's, it's so cool to see it now. It looks kind of like a mini Knoxville with the guardrail up. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool, and I'm pumped too to see what uh, what it turns into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it's pretty awesome. So, all right, Jamie, thank your sponsors, and we thank you. 
All right. Well, uh, I don't have a whole lot of sponsors to thank, but got to thank my dad and Augustine's Body and Paint, GRP Motorsports. Got to thank Lee Gross and the Brodies, uh, J&J, Jody Rosenboom and Rosie's Raceland, uh, my girlfriend, Sarah, her daughters, Addison, Chloe, and Bailey, and uh, just, you know, anybody that else that supports us. Looking forward to getting going here, racing here in a little bit, and uh, hopefully it's going to be a good year. So, Right on. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. All right. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good night now. You too. You too. Think of your body as a car. It needs energy. Liquid Nitro is that energy. Liquid Nitro energy drinks. It's packed with superfruits and five B vitamins. That'll give you clean energy for those moments when you need that boost. You want it to last. Not the crash. And you want it to taste good. Pour some nitro into your tank. Liquid Nitro energy drinks. Welcome to the world of real energy. No bull. LiquidNitroEnergyDrink.com Time for the news. The Built 2 News. Otherwise known as screenshots Blake's got on his phone. Powered by Liquid Nitro Energy Drinks. Here's Gunner and Blake with the news. Friggin' hell of a weekend, guy. Yes. Huge weekend, really. I mean, it starts all the way to this week, honestly. Yeah. Um... Yeah, like I said, I don't think I've ever watched that many races in one night as I did on Sunday. Yeah, a and lot. I, we had Dirt Vision on the TV. I was on Flow and Racing Dirt. Yep. I watched Jesse, which he had a pretty good weekend. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah, I watched I watched USMTS and then USAC, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I think I got in about seven races just Sunday alone, and then Dirt Vision last night, you know, watched Kyle win, watched some USAC, and then watched... Uh, Husets. Husets, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty fun. I was going back and forth and uh, partway through. I don't know what's going on with our TV, but, like, when we're in... Every time it's, like, an important part of a race... Always. Dirt Vision just stops. Yep, yep. So I'm scrambling, bringing it up on my phone, and... <laughs> Yeah. Help it, Jesus. Yeah. No, but uh, World of Outlaw Race was good. Kyle Kyle uh, took it to him. Good Lord. As he did on Sunday as well. Um, and then... And Saturday, Friday. And Friday. Yeah, and then... Uh, <laughs> no, Monday, uh, that was pretty exciting watching James and Jesse do so good at Houston. Um, hats off to them and... Yeah, that was a heck of a race. So. I really enjoy the qualifying the way they do it. Yeah. I do. That's that's what I said about the USMTS. It's just sweet that your first I mean, it sucks that your first laps count, but at the same time, it's the most fair way to do it. So that was awesome to see both of them basically quick time in. Right. Yeah, James was quickest in his group, and then Jesse was quickest for a while, but towards the end, got third, I think. But Hell of a race, though. Cool to see them both start on the pole in the heats, get the wins, and then, you know, the uh, features. So I think Jesse ended up winning by, like, what, four seconds or something? Yeah. Yep. Did you see during the feature, though, James, off of one of them restarts, James was freaking three wide. In the middle. That dude did not give him room at all. And then came back to freaking slam him again. Yep. Like a even... couple laps later, the black and green car. I'm like, dude, wh- yeah, what's the like, deal? What the hell? Yeah. They like, 
I don't remember how it happened, but they got three wide on the front stretch, and James is like almost completely sideways going into one and saves it somehow. And then the guy it. fucking cut. Oh. Yeah, I was not happy. I had lost a little religion while I was watching that part of the race. Yep, but no, it was definitely cool to see Jesse. I just, uh, man, I was hoping it was going to be another yep. last lap pass, but yep. couldn't quite. He was uh, digging, but that turn one was a killer. That guy that was in the lead, he did good, though, on that last lap. Just hit a perfect lap, and wasn't much could be done. So You could tell Jesse was just trying to let her (laughs) frick. He he told me that. He's like, I was... Tearing, I was gonna tear the fence down to get that. And he, well, he, I mean, for a late model at a sprint car track, yeah. I would say he was tearing the fence down. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. So, congrats, Jesse Glens, on the second place, which was very close to first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we've talked on here since Brady Bacon went into outer space. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Bull's video? Yes. That was awesome. Yep. There was a lot of, uh, I was Games. actually pretty surprised within, what, 15 hours? Yeah. It was memes and GIFs and everything. Yep. I, I, I don't know if you ever watched that TikTok video, but it was the, the big girl. There was a bigger gal on one of them, like, spring swings on a kid playground. <laughs> And then the guy goes like through outer space and yeah. back. I want to see Brady Bacon's car on that. <laughs> I know. With that music in the background. Or the the one is that yeah, that's the one where they do like the bowling alley, like where she's <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Can somebody do that? Thank you. Super glad that Brady was okay though. And the one yes. that did you see uh gets third. Well yeah, it comes back to get third, but <laughs> Did you see his wife's post on Instagram? No. (laughs) It was hilarious. It was her foot swollen up like her thigh. She's like, Brady flies out of the park. Thank God he's okay. Um, Doesn't get injured. A little bit of a, what, sore arm or something, she said. Right. She's like, I fall out of the t-shirt trailer and roll (laughs) my ankle and it's swelled up. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Not yeah. a good night for the bacon family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everything was a little greasy. <laughs> oh, hey. All right. Zeb Weiss. I mean, we're going back to like last week. Right. Zeb Weiss won his $26,000 payday at Kokomo. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was sick. Um, On a real serious note, though. Shit. Here we go. <laughs> if, uh, if you guys haven't seen Timez's asphalt midget. Or is that a sprint car or a midget? No, it's a midget. Oh, my God. It's like chrome blue with some carbon fiber. It's might be one of the coolest cars I've seen. Yep. Definitely. Um, Picture I came across on Twitter. Twitter by Jeff Gluck. Jeff Gluck. Jeff Gluck. He's got a lot of good stuff. Hold on. Go ahead. Uh, Carry on. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how much else I got for news. I can't news. remember. What were you, uh, Jeff Gluck? So Twitter? it was a picture of Kyle Larson and somebody else, but I can't remember who this, the other kid was. You remember that picture? Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's Jason Aldean in the middle, but I can't remember who the other kid Jason was. Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean, you danced to him? 
I reckon once or twice. Uh, Harley White, she took a feature win. I see she was out giving her. Uh, Dustin Sorensen's been on a roll. Brady Bacon was definitely on a roll. Yes. Uh, a little bit of shitty news. Kaiser Wheels. She burned down. Really? I did not hear about that. You didn't hear about that? Damn. She gone. Wow. So prayers to them boys. Hopefully they come back stronger because we need wheels. Yes. And they make the good ones. Atomic, that's where he won at. Uh, God, isn't it just amazing every time he wins, like he gets out of the car, Kyle Larson, by the way, talks to Silva, and the whole time Kyle's getting interviewed, Silva's like, what could I have changed? What could I do better? I mean, we won by a straightaway, but what else can we do? (laughs) Where is there room for improvements? How much air was in that tire? That is a good team right there. Millbridge, did you get to watch the midgets? I did not. Freaking amazing. Really? I'm thinking Thunder Hill's going to be like that. Oh, man. What a race. Yes. Lap one, turn one and two. They come in wide freaking open and third place splits the leaders and drives it down the straight lap one nice because why not why wouldn't you do that right did you see kyle hamilton kyle hamilton asphalt silver crown car i believe it's a silver crown car i don't know he junked her in hot in practice oh yeah take a little zoomy on that look at look at that I did see that. Look at the down tubes guy. Oof. That's not a little tumble. That's a big tumble. That's like when you leave half the spaghetti noodle out of the hot water. Right. Like, what are you even doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> nuts. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's, uh, that's pretty much all I got for news. I got more. You got more? Yep. Parker Anderson's on a roll. Yeah. In yep, the streeters. Yep. yep. How long has it been since you've watched streeters go slide for slide? Haymaker for haymaker. It's been a while, but that was a good race. I did watch that. Moneymaker for breathtaker. Yeah. Digging on the cush. Trying to get pushed. I don't know. <laughs> that, that sucked that that, that second place bad. dude spun out, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian Roach, Mr. O-Balls, taking the win this weekend. Got her done. I-94, Sure Step Speedway. Why do people have to name these tracks? Like, I understand that Sure Step probably sponsored you. Right. But why does it have to be, for example, I-94, Sure Step, don't slip on the sidewalk, came down the stairs too fast and broke my ankle. Speedway. Speedway. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's just call it I-94 Speedway. Sponsored by Sure Step. Thank you. Done. That's all. <laughs> That's, uh, and then obviously Owen Tarvis. Yep. Killing it. Johnny Luer. Got her done. The 69S. Kick and took us. Yes. Uh, Lance Solem. I'm just trying to shout out some locals here. Yeah, that was a good race. Yep. And he blew his motor up. He did? Yep. Oh. Thank you, GoPro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for following along with the oil pressure grade gauge with four laps to go. <laughs> Oof. Uh Tim Kading, he took her to the house at I'm gonna be there someday, but this track was named after a really long sponsor. 
<laughs> I got nothing. The check doesn't even say it. Uh, PPM. Mark Jefferson. Oh, PPM got, uh, he won last night. Boom, shakalaka. TK got second. Pretty good race. That was a good race. Yeah. It was kind of boring for a while, but it was still pretty sweet to watch, like, the top five get to lappers. Yeah, they were all in just a line and, and going. It was so symmetrical. Yep. Oh, yeah. Big, big shout out to Miles Tomlinson. Yep. My boy. You got her done. Highlight of the weekend. Push truck runs over midget. <laughs> <laughs> the car or... You didn't see it? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I screenshotted it. I didn't see the video. I can't see the video again. But literally, push truck over right rear, oh. over right front. How do you do that? Two big guys in the truck bobbling along like they just went cross rows across a chisel plowed field. Uh. Stop. Big man in passenger seat gets out, picks up debris off the track like nothing happened. And they drive away. <laughs> What? Like if you could have heard it was hilarious, the announcer. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh Mike Mueller. Wins night two at Viking Speedway. Yep. Rolls or wreck, whatever you want to call it, after victory lane, injures foot <laughs> on way to scale. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank God that the foot and ankle doctor was there is one of his friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mikey's partying with a boot. Nice. Yep. And then Larson with the 600. Boo. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know you want to hurry this up. All right. I get it. I didn't say that. What? I, what? You were stretching an arm? Yeah. I'm just here to give you shit. I know we got hung up on five times, but. All right. 1027 on Sunday. Carl Larson wins Coca-Cola 600. 1015 Monday. Carl Larson wins at the Berg. Boom. Ryan Bowers finishes 19th at Knoxville Speedway. Good to see him back. Yes. Man. It was a hell of a weekend, and we missed about 900% of what actually happened this weekend, but... You know, I'm glad you guys are still here, still kicking it with us. Much appreciated. Big shout out to our new sponsors. Yes. Spot on, wide open. Boom, baby. Jamie Oxted, thanks for coming on. It was good. Boom. Thank you. Talk to you next week. Well, they powered through another one. I don't know how these guys do it. Big thanks to all the sponsors of the Built 2 Media Podcast. QualityFreightRate.com, Kick-Ass Beef Jerky, Liquid Nitro Energy Drinks, Thunder Hill Speedway, SKD, Jiggy Signs, K1 Race Gear Ryan Bowers, and Tarvis Racing. Be on the lookout to find out who is next week's special guest. Other than that, we're out of here. You guys, we're good. The Built 2, Built 2, Built 2, Built 2, Built 2, Built 2 Media. Media. Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.